Hey guys, it's Emma and Shannon, and welcome back to our one-year anniversary podcast. Thank you all for listening to us for the for the past year, and we're excited to see what the next year brings. And also, this episode is going up a few days before Halloween, so happy Halloween! Yeah, hope you guys are able to get some, you know, nice Halloween costumes and celebrate if you choose to do so. But also, if you guys didn't notice, we also changed up our intro music. Yes, we're really excited and we hope you guys enjoy our new intro coffee time and outro music. It gives us very much newscaster, like journalist vibes and we're, we're living for it. Yeah, I really like it. So, shout out to Tom Chimura, which is our friend Anthony's younger brother. He made this music for us and worked with us uh, for the past, I would say, like, month or so mm-hmm. to finalize this music, and, and we really like it. So, I guess moving into this episode, we wanted to do it more of a Q&A style, like interviewing ourselves about our experience planning and filming this podcast over the past year and we kind of broke it down into questions that talk about the past so like what we've done the past year the present and then also what we're predicting for the future for this podcast and also just our personal and uh, professional lives too so we'll start off with I think probably the most important question why did we start this podcast So I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was last August, August of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I think I was talking with you on the phone um, when I was in Maryland or when I was driving or something. Of course, over Bluetooth, (laughs) don't text and drive. Mm -hmm. I would not um, support that. But... Yeah, I think I had been listening to a lot of podcasts and I had noticed that like, uh, at least for me, I wasn't encountering many podcasts that were like very specific to like our situation and the things that we had experienced. And, you know, just like as being friends for a while and living together and doing engineering together, like we often had like lots of stories that we would tell each other. Mm Um, about, you know, things that had happened in the workplace or at school. And it, it was really nice to be able to talk to someone else who had like similar experiences. So I think we knew that other people might also appreciate hearing about these things from fellow women engineers so that they know that they're like not alone in their experiences and then also like what they can do to like mitigate these scenarios exactly i do remember that conversation because i think we had proposed it sometimes in the past and you know it came down to it and we're like why not like it was during the pandemic it was a good way to stay in touch with one another and also share our experiences, what we've learned, do some research on women in engineering, and just go for it. So that probably was why we started it. 
And also, like you said, to, to build a community of women in engineering, although it might be small, we're, we're very glad that we, we started this one year ago. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I am doing a project like with you, even though we're like mm-hmm. on different sides of the country, we're still able to like get together and do this and, you know, at least have, even, even if it's being recorded, right, at least have this hour or however long we record for once every other week to talk to you yeah it's also our creative outlet too because I know we live very busy lives with our career and med school and work and so this is a fun way to kind of be creative and learn new things and share it with others I would say it's definitely more of a stress reliever for me too Mm -hmm. it's so nice to just be able to like sit down and like work on it because yep it, I don't I don't know like it just feels like you have some like end goal in mind at least for me with like studying right like sometimes when you're studying you're just like oh my god I can't like stuff any more information in my brain anymore so like it's really nice to like have this to like talk all my feelings out because I'm very much like a discussion type of person Hmm. and it is fun to edit too like it's it's a good break from you know, being in school when I was in grad school, now you're in med school. And it's fun to like switch it up, take a little break and do some editing of our episodes. Yeah, I agree. I also think it's like nice to have this as like kind of proof or almost like if if we like went back and like listened back to previous episodes, like we can see like how far we've come or this podcast, even though it's only been like a year, it has followed us through like pretty big life uh developments like just like moments in our lives like with you graduating and getting your first like big girl job and me getting into med school and like starting med school so I think it's pretty exciting to have this Yes, and I think that's a perfect transition to the next question, which is what have we learned during the first year of making podcasts? And we wanted to talk about actually making the podcast and also like the technical side of it, and then also what we've learned through our research and interviews. Yeah, so I mean, like, personally, this might be getting into like, like a later question, but Oh, one of my favorite episodes, I would say, has been, like, the why are less women in engineering type of podcast because, like, on my own, I haven't, like, really done that, like, deep dive into research and, like, evaluating the articles and, like, really reading through the articles and, like, grabbing those, like, bits of information that I would need to, like, explain to someone else but because of the podcast, mm-hmm. I I was we were able to like actually do that, and so I mean I didn't necessarily know exactly why less women were in engineering, but like I'm glad that we were able to like read these like research articles, interpret them, and then actually learn learn for ourselves and also for our listeners. Um, about this information that was a really roundabout way of saying it sorry (laughs) no that's that's great I definitely agree so along with that doing our remarkable women in stem series that 
that's kind of been my favorite type of podcast to record because like you said we learn so much just doing our own research and the podcast gives us a reason to do it it's like I've always wanted to look into this or like read books about this but now it's like we're doing it for the podcast so it gives me motivation and inspiration to do it and along with that I think we've learned how to do a better job at storytelling or at least I have I think I'm it's still something I'm working on but crafting a story and communicating it to others is important in even in your engineering field like learning how to communicate your thoughts and input to other people so I think that's a big thing I've learned along with that some small things we've learned on the podcast side is like how to speak into a microphone (laughs) and now I know like our first ever episode we had a, a lot of um weird noises with our microphone because I think we were talking too close so we like did our best to edit it out and um yeah we're doing a lot better talking to microphones but now whenever I watch someone else or like hear someone else talking to a microphone that's not accustomed to it and they're doing like they definitely have it way too close and they're doing a lot of things that we've learned how to avoid or like mitigate it's so interesting because I never thought this was the skill I would have (laughs) I know, like, we've definitely learned how to do things more efficiently, I would say, mm-hmm. um, in terms of even editing out ums or likes or just, like, weird noises. Like, we've learned to, like, mitigate that within our recording so that we don't have to spend as much time editing things. And I think we've gotten the editing down to, like, a science, basically, and recording. Although sometimes we do still make mistakes, but that mm-hmm. happens, right? Yes, I think something else I would agree with you that, like, I hope that I've become a better storyteller (laughs) through this podcast because I know that, like, I'm that type of person. I don't know if you've ever seen that it's like a diagram of people who, like, lose their train of thought and they just, like, go down the rabbit hole. Like, I think that's me a lot of times, but I'm more, like, circumferential. So, like, I'll go on these tangents, but then I'll, like, end up back at the the thing that I was, like, explaining about. Mm -hmm. But I would say that, like, also we've learned how to, like, ask questions too, like, ask meaningful questions, especially through our interviews. So trying to get, like, information that other people might find useful as well. Yes, it has been super fun to learn how to interview people. I just, it, it goes along with our new music. It's feeling like journalists, and I really like that because... Um, it's it's very different than being an engineer or a doctor like in med school like being a journalist is it's kind of fun even on a such such a small scale that we're doing I know we've also learned how to prep more efficiently as well mm-hmm. uh, for new episodes of course for our more research heavy episodes we still have to do a lot of that research but at least for like interviewing type podcast so like the previous one that we did with Eric where he talked about entrepreneurship and like building his own business I think there was like not very much prep involved with that (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agree we've learned how to make more natural podcast episodes like our conversation flows a bit better so finding the right balance of writing down talking points 
but not exactly writing down every single thing we want to say and learning how to do some of that more on the spot. I don't know if you guys know this, but for our first episode, I think we recorded that more than once. And we also recorded our explanations like multiple times. Uh, I don't know if, if that was evident when we released the podcast, but now like we just record things like once we just go through it and we're like done. Yes. And that brings up another point, which this has helped me so much in my my life in like so many different aspects but learning how to avoid filler words because when you're editing yourself and you hear how often you say um or like or uh so I I still do it but it just makes me so much more aware of how much I'm saying it and I try to cut back and then I notice it in other people too Yeah, when I listen to other podcasts, I do sometimes get a little annoyed when they don't edit out certain things or, Mm -hmm. you know how, like, we've learned to, like, not have that popping sound with our P's Mm -hmm. and certain other letters. Like, I do notice it when, like, other podcasts have that and it kind of bothers me a little bit because I'm like, oh, that's, like, such an easy fix. I know that one is really easy, but editing out ums and likes, there's there's also a balance between wanting it to sound natural, which is why when I edit, I leave some in, but taking out the ones that are like really clear cut and you can like delete it and no one even knows. Yeah, yeah. There's some that like kind of flow in to the next word. So it would sound mm-hmm. kind of short and choppy if you deleted them, but there are some where it's discreet so I think Mm -hmm. you're right they they are like easier to edit out yeah I was just trying not to use filler words within our last (laughs) I was being very aware of what filler words I was using while I was saying that so it might have taken me a little longer but what else have we learned about women in engineering Ooh, that's a good question I think it's also been fun because Right about the time we started this podcast, I was involved in the Graduate Women in Engineering and Science organization at Montana State, and we were reading a bunch of books. So it just was really nice to like read books that like were similar to the episodes we're doing and have different discussions with many different types of people about issues that we've had being women in, in STEM. And and now I'm currently reading a book by Jane Goodall, which was kind of inspired by our research. Like I mentioned, Remarkable Women in STEM. Because I learned now, I learned a lot of like women engineer and scientist names. I've looked into them and like started reading their books and just also sharing information about these women with other people has been pretty fun too. Yeah, I think like... I I really enjoy the research that we're doing, especially when I see them in other places in my life, like you just said, mm-hmm. because I think like we've talked about certain studies, like either within our ethics podcast or women in our Why Are Less Women in Engineering podcast or Remarkable Women podcasts, And I even see them like in med school or in other books that I'm reading. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember I read that study. To, to research for the podcast and then I like already understand it and, and can already like explain to other people like what it's about rather than like learning it for the first time and like just learning mm-hmm. more about it I think is super fun. I guess that leads into our next question which is like 
what's your favorite type of episode to record? So like I said, I really do like the technical episodes where we have to do a a bunch of research, but those are also very time consuming. So I like those. And I also have been really liking our interviews too, because I think bringing in people to interview is, is very important to just get like a diverse views and different opinions and different experiences too because we only have so much experience in our niche little fields so just talking to other people and I learn stuff and I'm also very grateful to share it with whoever listens to the the podcast so those are probably my two favorite types of episodes I think I would actually agree with that I when we first started this podcast I would I thought that my favorite episodes to record would be our like more like social one-on-one type podcast where we talked about like a social topic that we were both just like more interested in but as like the year has gone by I have really enjoyed like all of the interview ones that we've done and all the technical ones that we've done like our research heavy podcasts but it is nice for them to be interspersed because they do take a lot more energy and effort to to do Mm -hmm. those and coordination with whoever we're interviewing. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But honestly, like, I'm so glad that we have so many friends and so many connections that we can interview. I think it's, like, led us to get back in touch with certain people or, you know, just learn more about other people and, like, their careers that we might not have known even before, even as, like, their friend. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have a favorite episode that we have recorded? A specific favorite episode? We have yes. so many episodes. <laughs> I'll have to pull up the list. Okay. Let me look at our... I'm looking at our Spotify right now. Okay. So... This one was, like, really difficult for us to record, but I really enjoyed it because I think it's, like, a very important topic, and it's it's difficult, I think, as an individual to express or to relay this information to other people. So I think this podcast was, like, really nice to be able to, like, refine the way that I talk about this topic, which is the Let's Talk Implicit Biases podcast. I really like that one. Would I say that that's like my most favorite podcast? Like, I'm not sure because I do like a lot of the podcasts that we've recorded. What about you? Yes, I think my favorite podcast is the Changing Careers. I think that was the name where we talked about second careers and like different career paths you could go down as an engineer and we also interviewed my aunt because that one I learned so much about my aunt in that episode and the 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 career path she's taken and it was it was just a really fun episode and I it was very helpful to me so I hope it was helpful to you you all too yeah I I did like that episode too because it was just like a topic that we didn't know that much about but was is pretty relevant to a lot of people who are getting out of who are young professionals I would say Mm -hmm. so I think that was really good I also really 
like your aunt, I think she's super nice and I'm really glad we were able to interview her and that we were able to learn more about her. But yes, in our implicit biases podcast, I will say that I wish that we had interviewed our friends instead of having them submit testimonials almost of like situations where where they have encountered implicit biases or microaggressions or discrimination but I understand like why it might have been more difficult to interview like I think we had three people on that podcast so Mm -hmm. like three separate people but it would have been nice to hear from them you know just like live instead of just a recording from them or us just saying their story yeah yeah so I guess we we went over what our favorite episode has been but do you think there's like anything I know I just talked about that specific episode where I wish that we had actually interviewed our friends but is there anything else that you think we could have changed in any of the episodes or the way we structured a certain any certain episode from this past year that's a good question I'm not sure if I would change anything just because that's what we decided on and we've like learned based on our mistakes and also successes. So I think they all have a, a have a place in our like podcast progression. So I'm not sure if I would change anything to those episodes, but maybe like change stuff in the future, I guess. Yeah. So like making the podcast better in the future by implementing these changes. Yes, and well, I think we'll get into that during our coffee time, so I don't want to yes. go into too much detail yet. Yes. So along with filming this podcast over the last year, I think we've gone through a lot of career changes too. So do you have a proudest career accomplishment in the past year? I mean, I, I think mine has to be like starting med school. It, mm-hmm. it has That's to a be big that. One. <laughs> because, and also doing a, a three-year Uh, primary care program because it's just something that I've been working on and have been looking forward to I would say like even since high school so it's been a long time coming and I'm and I'm glad even though it is a lot of work and it's very difficult and I'm always very stressed yeah I don't know I just don't know if I ever envisioned myself actually getting to this point Aw, but you did. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, what about you? So I guess people who know me personally know I don't really like to use the word proud because I feel like everything that just happens, it's like, oh, okay, you know, I graduated with my my bachelor's degree and then like my master's, that's just what I was kind of planning to do. But if I had to pick, I would probably say getting my job because it was a long time coming with my my interview this past January and then not getting that particular position I applied for and being so distraught. It was it was hard. And then hearing from them a few months later saying, you know, we really want you to work for us and we want to like give you a position here and we think there's an opportunity now. It just it made me feel pretty it did make me feel pretty proud of myself and my accomplishments and also like my interview and that they just like kept me on the pipeline to contact me later so that's probably my proudest well if that helps I was very proud when you got (laughs) (laughs) your first big girl job so yeah 
Yes. Going along those lines, like, mm-hmm. how do you feel like you've grown, like, as an individual in the past year? Like, what do you think has changed? Yeah, I, I'll probably stick to more, like, what I've grown on the career professional side for this question. And I think my last graduate semester, I've talked about this a lot, it was, it was hard. And I just, I kind of was having some reoccurring symptoms of imposter syndrome, not feeling like I could actually make it through, do it and like get an engineering job. So I probably learned how to endure those hard moments and make it through also with the pandemic and every thing that came along with that, you know, mentally and and whatnot, it just felt really heavy. So I think making it through that, being determined and getting a job. And I think the transition to working full time and also to moving to a new city, it went a lot smoother this time around than when I've like moved to new cities before. So learning to adapt probably is is a big one. What about you? Yeah, I think I would say something. I will also probably go more along the career and professional path. I think that I... I'm just really proud of our podcast, first of all, Mm -hmm. for getting to this point and proud of us for being able to do this for the past year. Going along with the lines of like being able to ask questions, I I'm realizing that like all of these skills that we have developed within the past year with this podcast and also just in general, like with me, like in the workplace working for the past year and then coming back to school, I'm realizing like how much this these skills have actually helped me get to this point and actually succeed in terms of like especially like working in the clinic or like just like interacting with people in the clinic or interacting with patients in the community. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that has been like invaluable because that's not something that you can really like learn in class, right? That's something that you have to develop like on your own. Yes. That gives me, uh, I guess gave me another thought. I think our confidence, both of our confidence has grown so much over the past year. Like you said, with all of these brand new experiences, like we endured some hard times, but that made us more confident in our, our knowledge and like our engineering and medical career paths. And we've just really started to like flourish as young professionals. And it's fun watching both of us, I, I guess, I'm watching you, but just, like, grow in that way. No, I definitely agree with that. Like, I think before when we first started, I was, like, really nervous because I didn't feel qualified to give information to other people. But honestly, I'm realizing that, like, most of the time, like, people don't feel qualified. That's the that's the imposter yes. syndrome talking. We already talked about this. And I even, you know what? It's fine to admit that you still feel imposter syndrome now. Because, like, mm-hmm. everyone feels a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like, I even feel imposter syndrome, like, at school. Or, like, when someone asks me a medical question, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not qualified. I'm, like, a first year in med school. Like, I can't tell you anything. I think in general, I'm just, like, saying that I... 
I agree, like, with the confidence aspect. And I think that we've become, like, less awkward individuals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that, like, I'm just trying to find, like, a nice, like, concise way of saying that. But I think, like, I'll just have to use that term. Like, we've just become less awkward. Mm Mm-hmm. In general. Yeah. I agree. And then I think you added this question, which I think is a really interesting question but is there anything that you would change from this past year I don't know I don't think so because personally I think everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. I know that seems like less scientific to you guys or whatever but (laughs) I, I think that everything happens for a reason and that you can learn from every experience is there anything in particular I would change, well, I was going to say, like, I wish that I had not stressed myself out so much at my previous job. And, like, I mean, I I think you're aware of, like, how much I was, like, working. I was working a lot. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wish I didn't do that. But I also think that that was, like, an experience to learn from, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's really funny because I was going to say something similar. I wish I didn't worry so much when I was in grad school, worrying about graduating. Like, I was already there. I was going to graduate, you know? Like, I wish I could give myself a hug, so. You can give yourself a hug now. I wish I could give you a hug. Aww. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Hopefully yeah. we're able to visit one another. We also started our book club this year, which I'm really happy mm-hmm. because... I enjoy reading a lot. I know you enjoy reading, but I really enjoy discussing with other people. And I'm glad that Tiffany has joined us. But I know that we will do something in the spring, right? During my spring break. Mm -hmm. We're already trying to plan that. So if anyone has any suggestions, we are happy to take them. Where Where to go? Anywhere in the U.S. is an option. So let us know. Last thought. Hopefully we get to film some podcast episodes in person too next year. I know. I agree. Like, I think that would be so fun. Uh, I guess we can move on to, like, more questions about, like, present. How do we make the podcasts, I think, in general? Yes. So this is probably the question I get asked the most is how long does it take to plan, film, edit a podcast episode? So I guess, Emma, what would you say? I know really the planning really depends on the episode, but do you have any input on like how long each of these tasks take? Yeah, well, okay. So I will say like our more technical heavy episodes or research heavy episodes for planning it depends. On average, I would say like two hours mm-hmm. for a more research heavy episode because, you know, you really need to vet your sources and get like concrete information. But for episodes, maybe if we're interviewing someone, the majority of the planning time Like, I would say, like, I spend, like, 15 minutes trying to come up with, like, questions beforehand, but Mm -hmm. many of those questions, they do happen, like, on the spot while we're interviewing someone. Not all of those are, like, pre-planned questions. Uh, Mm -hmm. The majority of the time for that is is mostly trying to communicate with the person we're interviewing, trying to set up a time to interview them. That's basically it. So, in general, like, maybe an hour 
to plan for those types of episodes. What do you think? I would agree. I would just say for some of our like really heavy technical episodes in the beginning, I took upwards of like four to six hours to really do the research. <laughs> now, we haven't done any of those in a, in a little while, but yeah, a decent amount of time researching. Probably, like you said, on average, like maybe two to four. Yeah, yeah. I will say like for certain episodes, like maybe our Why Are Less Women in Engineering episode, even our, okay, I remember the Remarkable Women in Engineering episode, like taking so long to like Mm -hmm. research for. So yeah, I would agree. Like four hours-ish, four to five hours for those. Uh, What about recording? How much time do you think on average? Mm-hmm. On average, I would say probably about one hour per episode. Some of our episodes, we've been trying to like make some shorter so they're more digestible. So some, it's maybe only like 30 minutes, but on average, probably about an hour for each episode. Yeah, I would agree with that. And for editing, I would say that our editing has become more efficient within the past year. So, oh my gosh, I don't know if you remember how long it took to edit the first episode, but I think that was like a two-week process almost. Yes, because we we tried to tag team it. We did that for the first like few episodes where like someone would edit first and then send it to the other person and then send it back to be going through like three rounds of editing. And that, that took many hours. But now we just have like one person edit per episode and that probably takes again depends on how long it is but I guess maybe we could do it in terms of like length because at least two to three times a podcast length if it's an hour episode it probably takes me close to I would say three times like three hours maybe maybe even a little more and then for 30 minutes it'd take me an hour and a half that sounds about right yeah I think that sounds about right for me as well I think in the beginning it was taking me like it was like a one hour episode would take me like nine or 10 hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now I've definitely like, we've definitely gotten it down to like, let's say if it's a one hour episode, like three to three and a half hours, which it really isn't that bad. Yes. I think something that's funny is like, we have different editing styles and I'm not sure if it's apparent to our listeners, but it's apparent to like me whenever I listen to an episode that is edited by Emma, it's like different than how I do it. And I just think it's funny. <laughs> it's kind of cool though. Cause it like, it also just like, summarizes like how we talk and it's like how we edit. So yeah. Yeah. I have noticed like sometimes even before when we were tag teaming, e- editing the episodes, I think one thing that was like very difficult was that we we did like format our editing differently and so sometimes mm-hmm. it was like more difficult to like then edit the episode like after you had edited it because it was like different from how I would structure editing the episode so I was just like oh my god what do I do yeah I don't know I I think it's pretty evident as well I think I think we focus on different things when we're editing the episode. I would say our volume control and our volume mastering. Mm-hmm. Uh, our audio mastering is like the same because we use the same settings. Yeah. And in general, I would say like our volume is overall like the same. Mm-hmm. But 
the words and the things that we choose to edit out, I think, are different. Yes. Yes. I think that's I think that's it. So, I mean, if you guys are really that interested, go back into the episodes and try to figure out who edited it. Or, like, if you can hear the difference between, like, an episode that I've edited versus an episode that Shannon has edited. Yes, because for a while we were going, like, back and forth, but now it just depends on our schedules. Like, we might edit a few in a row. So, if you find one that you think, oh, yeah, I think Shannon edited this one, then, like, let me know. I think I think that's funny. <laughs> Something else, I think this was a, this is a fun question. How do we come up with podcast ideas? I think at first, like, we just had so many ideas that we were just rolling with the punches, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we were like, these are all the things that we want to talk about. Or maybe, like, there was something that I had learned at work through a workshop or you have learned through a workshop. Or maybe we just, like, we had just encountered that in daily life and we had talked to each other about it. Mm -hmm. Then... That is something that we would definitely try to incorporate into the podcast, and then we would list it down as an idea. We've also taken friend suggestions, so we've, Mm -hmm. like, brainstormed with friends before. I know I have, and sometimes we'll just sit down and we'll try to brainstorm some ideas. What else? What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. In the beginning, we did have, we still have a, a list, but we've gotten through quite a few of those, so now it's kind of fun because we more naturally get inspiration. It'll be like mid midweek and I'll think of something or I'll, I'll like have um, a, a meeting on work about something and then I'll text Emma and be like, can we do an episode on this? Like this, this is a good idea. So it's more like on the spot, you know, maybe, maybe someone call it last minute, but it feels a lot more natural to have like little inspiration, what you want to talk about each, I guess, every other week. I think it's better because we almost have like more spontaneity within our episodes and they're not like super structured like even even our professional communication I think like we had just we had like come up with that like one week and we're like okay this sounds good we'll do like three episodes on it that'll be great (laughs) Uh, but we've also gotten ideas from like let's say like I've talked to one of our friends Jack about Mm -hmm. Eric, like, selling his company, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, that'd be, like, really interesting to hear an episode on. And that's, I think, primarily how we started that one. So just depends, you know, Mm -hmm. can be, like, self-inputted, friend-inputted ideas. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Something else, where do we film? I think Emma has a more traditional setup for filming, but I just wanted to talk about where I filmed in my old house in in Montana and then now so when I was in Montana I had a like a desk right next to a a bookcase like a shorter bookcase and for sound quality if I was in my room it was very echoey so I didn't want to record just like in the middle of my room or at my desk so I draped a blanket over my also like the end of my bed was there too so I draped a blanket over my bookcase and my desk and the end of my bed and made a little like fort or hut uh, just like for the sound quality and I would like crawl under there and then get everything set up and even like bring my little lamp down so I had lighting too um so I thought that was funny uh and then now I set up my place is even even more echoey now because I don't have any furniture so I set up like right in the door frame of my closet just because it's a smaller space and there's a lot of clothes in there to absorb all of the noises so 
Oh, and I have like a stack of books. All of my reading books um, are stacked up to hold my microphone. <laughs> yeah, I remember I would always just see you with like the this blanket like over your head and I thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do definitely have more of a traditional podcast recording setup in this house that I'm living in now at home. And then in the house that I was living at in Maryland, I was lucky enough to have rooms where they were like carpeted. And so I think that the carpet really is nice to absorb the sound and make it like not Mm -hmm. echoey. And so those are rooms in which I would record in. Um, So I'd just like sit at a desk in those rooms and then, I don't know, just call you and record. Yes. Do we want to talk more about like things that we hope to see in the podcast in the future? Yes. And for fun, we're going to insert our new coffee time transition. So hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, now it's coffee time, so I know we haven't done one of these in a long time, but grab your cup of coffee, a cup of water, I have some hibiscus tea next to me, and join us as we talk about, you know, what we hope to see from the podcast in the future and our future plans for this podcast. Yes, and this time around, I went to the co-op, which is uh, about a block away from me, and I I got some coffee just for our special one-year podiversary episode. Oh, nice. I love that. All right, so let's get into it. The first question, are we going to continue to make podcasts? Yes. So, I mean, I I think the question or the answer is yes, we're planning on continuing to release podcasts every other week uh, for the foreseeable future. Yes. And I think something we still want to make this a fun activity between the two of us. So if it ever gets too much, we might then reduce the number of episodes we're putting out. But I think our plan is to continue doing this until we run out of ideas or it's no longer fun. Yeah. If we get too busy, of course, you might see that like one of us has like done a solo episode or something. I think that's like, Mm -hmm. that makes it nice too, because it's not just like pressure on like one person to do all of the podcasts. So yeah. And I do want to mention that we are going to try to release episodes Tuesday morning really early in the morning but I know some episodes are released on Wednesday just because we get behind on our editing but expect an episode Tuesday or Wednesday every other week yes yes our apologies if it's not released until Wednesday but you know sometimes it happens so yeah and okay so what type of podcast do you think we're going to record in the next year Hopefully, now that I'm kind of in a good work schedule, I do want to plan out some more episodes. I want to do another edition of Remarkable Women in STEM because there's so many other women to talk about. So I really want to do another episode on that and interview more of our friends and family. I think that's also pretty fun. 
um, and continue to just talk about whatever comes up in our day-to-day lives because now we're in a different place than we were a year ago. So just fresh ideas that come up in med school or work life. Yeah, I think that's really great. I also agree with the remarkable woman um, Mm -hmm. comment. I really like those episodes and I really like we're learning about these women. There's so many people that we haven't talked about. So yes, I think it's great. My goal is in the next year is to like interview maybe someone that's not like friends or family, like someone like a professional uh, engineer. I don't Mm -hmm. know. We are professional engineers. Like we, we are engineers, but like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like just someone that's like a little more well-known or someone that can like act as a mentor, but, but maybe someone that like we don't personally know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a great goal to set. Yeah, we can reach out to people that we are interested in interviewing, so. Yes, and a few other things I just wanted to touch on. We do want to continue making our podcast better and, like, improving as we go. So something I thought about was, we've talked about Emma and I have different editing styles, but maybe just, like, streamline it a bit more. Who knows? Get better. I think with our our audio, that's something that's really hard to do is like getting our audio right because we talk at different levels and our microphone is like different uh, distances away from our mouth. So when we're when we're um, editing, we have to like decrease someone's uh, audio and like increase someone else's. So I think maybe we can improve upon there. Yeah, maybe maybe improve upon our editing and um, continue to pump out like fresh ideas and I think grow like our reach to I think we focused a lot on college students which I think we we can continue doing but also like talk to people who are maybe a little farther along in their career yeah yeah people that are definitely farther along than we are I think that's those are really good people to get advice from and Mm -hmm. I'd really like to like finalize my podcast like setup So currently I just like, you know, I I put the microphone away when we're like done recording, but I think it's, I think it definitely like would be nice to have like a specific setup just, just to record. And maybe like we can experiment with other types of mics or a different type of filter, maybe just to make our episode sound a little bit more professional a little bit just a little bit better quality I think we have pretty good quality for like what we're trying to go for right now mm-hmm. but there's always something we can improve with like audio quality right yes one other thing I know many people probably don't visit our website but I would like to revamp that and maybe try to attract people through through our website and also just like leave links to all of our episodes and like our our books that we read for book club so expand on that aspect of our podcast too yeah I think marketing is something that we should try to do currently our marketing Mm -hmm. strategies is like not really a marketing strategy Mm mm-hmm So, like, currently what I do, at least, is I will send the episode to people that I know are interested in the episode, and I will also post it, like, on my Instagram story. And in general, like, I I do think, like, we have a 
base of like listeners who are following the podcast and do like listen to the episodes when they are released on Spotify or Google or Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, you know, like they get the notification that says like, she's an engineer has released an episode. But I think like trying to get new listeners or like more new listeners, uh, I think is like a good goal to have for the next year. Yes, and since this is our one-year anniversary slash, I guess, kind of podcast revamp, any of you all that are listening think this podcast could benefit someone else, forward it on. Send them the link. (laughs) Also, if you have any feedback Mm -hmm. on our episodes and how you think that we can improve on our episodes or you have any ideas or suggestions, or even if you are interested in being on the podcast please like reach out to us you can either you know text shannon or i email our email address at she's an engineer podcast at gmail.com or visit our website and submit um through our google form i think those are all the methods correct i think those are all of the methods yes yeah i think that's it i don't know like What do you think you're looking forward to in the next year in terms of the podcast? In terms of the podcast, I think talking about new fun topics as a professional engineer, I think that's kind of what I'm looking forward to probably the most because I think this first year of me working will be so such an amazing growth opportunity. So continuing to share what I learn and then, like you said, interviewing more people. So please let us know if you want to be interviewed or if you know of anyone, like, yeah, let us know their name and contact information. I think that'd be great. I'm really looking forward to that. And also like just encountering like new topics that like we're interested in talking about in like our day-to-day life. Like we talk to so many people like every day, right? Mm -hmm. Like you encounter like many situations on a day-to-day basis. Like I'm just interested to see like, what other topics we can pull from that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next year. I am so excited. I am just really happy we've made it to this point. Like, I really didn't know that we would have been able to, like, start it so quickly and, Mm -hmm. like, get everything together in, like, such a short amount of time from the conception, like, the idea conception to, like, the release of our first episode. And now it's literally been a year yes not to hype us up too much but i think we're just some of the most determined people like if we set a goal of releasing a podcast every two weeks we like stick to that as much as we can and like yeah we're just very dedicated to this podcast yes i would agree with that and it's so much fun honestly (laughs) Mm -hmm. like it's just a fun time so i think like the fact that it is so enjoyable, like recording and talking to you and talking to like our listeners and all of our friends, like I don't, I don't really see the podcast. Oh, this sounds so cliche, but I don't really see the podcast as really like work. It's just mm-hmm. like a a fun activity that we do, but but we just it's just like a structured activity. Yes. Yeah, so thank you all so much for listening. If you've been a longtime viewer of the past year or if you're a new viewer, we welcome you. 
And if you don't mind helping us out, if you're on Apple Podcasts or you're able to access Apple Podcasts, leave us a little review. Hopefully it's five stars, but you know, give us your honest feedback. We welcome it. Okay. Thank you guys. See you in two weeks. I hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.